Hello, Sir Cal here with Geek Source Entertainment, uh, Sunday Night Metal, and I just got done uh, reviewing the fundamental elements of Southtown, and I wanted to start this episode off with, uh, you know, uh, inspirational Bible reading, because that's what I like to do, and um, yeah, this, this won't be a long intro, but to go with the theme of the album, and especially the... Uh, title track I you know the title track from this song or from this album is about you know fighting to live you know from uh, day one to day two and you know not knowing if your you know future is going to be a good one going to be safe you know your future is uncertain and so I wanted to read from Psalm uh, 23 uh, just assorted Verses, it's not the whole passage, but kind of what I feel is the main point of the chapter, which is, uh, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, um, and also too, like there, this is relevant because I feel like this is what that song Southtown is sort of talking about. In fact, there's a verse I actually skipped over. Um, where it says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And there's a verse in Southtown where Sonny mentions, uh, you know, Father, fill my cup. Give me strength to power up. Um, and, and it's kind of talking about this of like, you know, struggling through life, but still trusting in the Lord because you know he is there guiding you. Um, so, yeah, if you're going through a rough time yourself, you know, trust in the Lord because he is there and he is guiding you. Um, but yeah, so don't want to hold up the rest of the episode for too long. I just thought I'd share this bit before we get into the main episode. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy my review and, uh, listen, if you're listening on Anchor, um, I hope you enjoy the album, The Fundamental Elements of Southtown. Thank you for listening. Sunday, everyone. Hope everyone had a good Mother's Day, either spending time with their mothers or if there happens to be mothers listening in, then I hope you had a good day and I hope you got good gifts and everything. Um, yeah, so um, with it being Sunday, today is, you know, another day of Sunday Night Metal. And, um, yeah, this episode, we will be discussing the album, uh, The Fundamental Elements of Southtown by P.O.D. Uh, P.O.D. is actually a band I've not covered yet, and they're honestly one of my favorite hard rock groups in the, uh, Christian rock market, um, cause they, they're really one of the few that, that trend, set a trend, you know, you 
have a lot of bands out there in the Christian rock world that kind of follow the trends and become big because there's something of a Christian alternative to what's out there. P.O.D. actually was right on the forefront of what you could call the, you know, new metal scene or rap core scene that was popular in the late 90s and early 2000s. They formed right around the time that, um, and released music right around the time that bands like Korn and Limp Bizkit and other bands that were big in that genre did as well. So they were just as much founders of that genre as they were, as, as, as they were, you know, um, just, yeah, they, they, they were trendsetters, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that sentence, um, but yeah, it's funny, because originally I was gonna, um, I was gonna actually listen to, uh, Under Oath, Under Oath apparently came out with a new album, a, uh, about a month ago or so, and I was looking into that, and, of course, this was, I wanted to listen to it, because it was actually a bit controversial with, you know, uh, apparently some, uh, use of, uh, profanity, and I like controversial records, and I think they open the door for discussion, but then I discovered that basically Under Oath doesn't even consider themselves a Christian band anymore, with, yeah, apparently, like, the lead singer and other members of the band having renounced their faith, at least that's what their, an interview with, I think it was the lead singer, seemed to imply. So, I had to change my plans, and I was like, you know, I haven't done P.O.D. yet. Let's do, like, the album that set P.O.D. on the map with Fundamental Elements of Southtown. So, yeah, uh, this is going way back, so strap yourselves in for, yeah, a blast from the past. So, Greetings kicks the album off with, uh, and you know, just kind of an intro to the album, you know, from, uh, Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer of the band, just kind of saying what the album is about, and so, yeah, it's a pretty, like, short, like, minute, minute and a half long track, not much to it, um, but it is one of the elements that sets this album apart from other records, uh, even nowadays, but also, I think, from that time is the use of interludes on this album and that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of track separators um and this album being you know this track being track one greetings you know with Sonny introducing the album and say this is what the album's going to be about and then that goes into you know track two which is the first song in the record hollywood um i really like uh this song because it sets the album off this is a a very dark album you could say um it the production on it is very raw uh it doesn't feel over polished at all which is interesting because this was actually produced by uh, howard benson uh who has produced albums well like pod but also like flyleaf um my was it no my Chemical Romance, maybe, maybe My Chemical Romance, I don't remember honestly, but I know they he produced like Green Day, Skillet, Flyleaf, um, you know, and it seems like, it Red, and it seems like he, he produces a lot of good stuff, but he does also, one of the things that, if you're, if you don't like the stuff that Howard Benson produces, it's because, quote, he's 
mainstream. He turns the albums that he makes to mainstream in that they're 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 a bit too polished or overproduced. That was the criticism Awake had um, by Skillet when it was released in 2009. A lot of people said that was you know too too much of a mainstream and overpolished record. But what's funny is this uh, Pod. This album is very different from any other Howard Benson produced record because it does sound very rough around the edges, and Hollywood really shows that in that the guitar tone is very uh very gritty sounding there there's not a whole lot of uh like refinement to anything on this album including um including the guitars especially like the guitar tone on this album i think is what sets this album apart from other pod albums because really once satellite rolls around um they kind of use similar guitar tones to Satellite, whereas this album had a very different guitar tone that was very, uh, like, I, I keep saying the word, but rough. It's very, it's a very gritty, rough guitar tone, and it's part of the reason why I really like this album is because of its rough around the edges sound, and Hollywood has this really nice, uh, or really you know, dark, ethereal intro with the guitar and then a prominent bass line, you know, uh, there's, and then the verse, the first verse, there is a little, like, a couple moments where you hear, like, a female backing vocal, um, I don't know who that is, but that is really nice, and there's, you know, in the second verse, um, uh, like, a filtered robotic voice, um, and it, basically the song is about, you know, the evils of fame in Hollywood, and it's about, you know, watching someone you know just become corrupt because they're searching for fame and, and power, and yeah, and uh, it's a really nice song. The, the bridge is really, you know, defiant with its, you'll never get the best of me, and then the outro, the, it's honestly really creepy with a, with a woman, like, laughing at the end of the song, really creepy. Uh, and then, of course, the title track, Southtown, is pretty much the song that at the time, I think, uh, put P.O.D. on the map. This was one, uh, if I remember correctly, reading about this, this was a song that was popular on MTV, back when MTV still played uh, music, and they had, like, hard rock-favored shows, and this music video apparently was one that, uh, the music video for this apparently is what kind of started P.O.D.'s upward trend to fame, um, and Southtown is very much about, um, you know, growing up in a dark neighborhood, and it, it seems to be about, like, the band's own past, and, you know, basically, like the lyrics in the chorus say, not knowing if they're gonna, you know, live to see another day with how dark some of their, some of their experiences have been, so it's really, it's a, but it's a really nice song, the lyrics are great, and it's, it avoids, it's a heavy and loud song, but it avoids what my one criticism with this album, uh, as later tracks go on, this album has the problem of where it just seems like they rely on one of two things for uh, some of the heavy parts in the song, which is, you know, blaring one or two guitar chords and then, like, screaming vocals from uh, Sonny Sanibel. And it's... This song has that in the bridge, but it doesn't overpower the rest of the song. Um, 
whereas other songs, and I'll get to them, I feel like does that. So, but Southtown though is a classic for sure. You know, with its with its uh, lyrics about fighting to survive and it being an anthem for for you know living to see another day um, and f- trying to fight for something better. It definitely is, I can see why this set Pod apart from their competition. So the next song, uh, after Southtown is uh, Checking Levels, uh, it's an interlude. It's a really interesting interlude because it's essentially like the band is having a discussion about uh, you know how they want the uh, uh, their their tracks to sound uh, with like with Wuv the drummer being like, hey, should I make my snare tighter or something? They'd be like, no, it's fine. Do you need more guitar? And so and then there. The, in, there's an instrumental and Sonny has a nice rap verse um, again really short but one of the parts that keeps this album you know helps it stand apart from even other albums by P.O.D. later on is that this album does feel a bit more personal in that we have you know this intro track and this song that uh, and and then this interlude where it seems like we get a sneak peek into uh, the production process uh, and yeah, so I, I actually really like this interlude because of hearing the banter between the group and um, and then after that, of course, the uh, it has like some uh, record scratching that leads into, of course, the classic song "Rock the Party" off the hook, which is uh, another song that put P.O.D. on the map with its music video and and this song is a classic because it just it knows how to perfectly blend you know hip-hop with hard rock without one element overpowering the other and without going to cringe fest levels that uh Limp Biscuit went to like yeah if you've ever listened to Limp Biscuit, you know just they are a sign of just how bad the, <laughs> the music industry could get in the rock world yeah, uh, um, yeah, so cringy. But P.O.D. does it like they they take these, they 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 take that that blend of hard rock with like hip hop, and actually making a good song out of it that somehow isn't cringy. Um, and the elements blend really well together. Uh, the guitar is pretty simplistic, but I think that helps why it helps the uh it flow with the like the record scratching dj uh effects that the song has and then the breakdown is really nice and you know of course the lyrics are pretty generic about just yeah we're partying and having a good time but you know it's it's one of the songs that again put pod on the map and it's a classic um and of course this is followed by lie down which is where i start to have a problem with this album in what I talked about earlier, and that this album, just, this song, has a nice, like, clean guitar intro that leads into just overly caustic noise, um, because literally, first of all, the guitars are blaring, and, uh, but again, they're not really doing anything interesting, and Sonny Sandoval is just shouting the lyrics, and then he's having this back and forth with, you know, with, with another you know like there's two vocal layers and the one is buried in the mix and the other is filtered and so you can't really hear what he's saying throughout the song and it's just not a very good song i don't enjoy it 
very much at all because I can't really hear anything. I can't hear what he's saying. I can't really understand what the point of the song is because, you know, it's just noise at that point, at, at this point, and it's not really enjoyable. Um, it does have a nice uh, rap outro, though, um, but otherwise, there's not much, honestly, redeemable about this song, which disappoints me because, you know, POD is capable of some classics, and they do this heavier, brutal style, um, you know, with screaming vocals and stuff like that really well when, you know, they can do that really well, but this song is not an example of that, unfortunately. After Lie Down is Set Your Eyes to Zion. I uh, really like this song because it's, it's, you know, the lyrics are inspirational, like, scripture i don't know if they're you know based on scripture or not um i but they're definitely scripture inspired lyrics in that they they are you know they sound like something you would read in a psalm you know set your eyes to zion uh jaw's people right on jaw jaw being um you know based off of so a word for yahweh which is um which is the Lord, um, and it's a really inspirational song. It's reggae style. It has some of that reggae element in it that uh, Pod is fond of, and it's it's funny. There is actually a uh, if you listen closely during the second chorus, you can actually hear Sonny Sandoval talking about how, oh yeah, the the word Jah is just short for Yahweh. You know, it comes from uh, mince, uh, uh, an alternate pronunciation of the word yah some uh trans some early or not early translations but the king james bible when they would talk about um yahweh or yah it was actually a j um so sometimes you'll see um it's not a huge thing you don't hear it too often but you'll sometimes hear people refer to you know uh you know, Jah as as uh, the Lord, and because it comes from kind of a mispronunciation of that shorthand for Yahweh from the King James Bible. Um, so I really like this track. It's a really good track in, in my mind, um, and it definitely is another highlight on this album for sure. So Lo Siento is another interlude, like it's literally only 30 seconds, but it is like a nice instrumental, you know, there's a nice guitar doodle, really, that is what it is, but, you know, there's bass and drums, but really the main thing is the guitar, um, and yeah, it leads uh, nicely into Bullet the Blue Sky, which is a, uh, of course, a cover of the U2 song, and this song does again start to suffer from uh, what I talked about with Lie Down in that it does seem to go into that overly noisy approach of just a couple guitar chords, you know, being blared and then Sonny screaming the lyrics. However, it is redeemed by other by the fact that uh, the lyrics are really good and I can understand what he's saying through the verses. 
and it it doesn't rely too much on that noisy approach and also too the uh the backing vocals in the chorus like when he's screaming bullet the blue sky there's like a really uh like chilling or haunting like backing vocal just you know singing whoa you know kind of thing it's not really doing much but it's really it's a really nice touch and really helps like it's probably my favorite part of the chorus honestly (laughs) because it's like haunting sounding and then um there's also a nice female backing vocal in the second verse and the guitar solo on this song is really nice as well um what's funny is this after hearing uh uh this is america by uh childish gambino this week it's funny because i was listening um to this song and then like the lyric at the end where where he um where he mentions you know you open the door and you see this is america or something like that and i was like oh yeah you know i mean it's funny because the thematically these songs are kind of the same about violence in you know america interesting (laughs) you know different cultures and different um different viewpoints and such but you know still it's like yeah um violence in america is kind of the point of both songs and so yeah it was pretty interesting and then of course we have um psalm 150 which is another interlude but i really like this one because i think this is actually an actual like he- reading from the Hebrew Bible, um, so it's definitely not English. <laughs> That's you know, and I think it is like um, an actual Hebrew version of uh, the Psalm Psalm one fifty. And I this is one of my favorite Psalms too. So I also really like this interlude. And then and heavy uh, or sorry, and then image is another song that is heavy, but it does avoid the problem that I have with other songs in this album of being overly noisy, noisy and caustic. This song actually, uh, this song is actually, it's pretty good. And I, and I like the, uh, I like the, the start stop riff in the verses and, uh, and it's a nice heavy song that's not overpowering. And so it's one of the better songs of the record in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's we're getting now more towards the uh, more towards the halfway point of this album. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a bumpy ride, honestly. Uh, Fundamental Elements of Southtown does have its high points, but also has its low points for sure. So Shouts is another interlude, uh, about 50 seconds long, and it's pretty hip-hop heavy with like the the, um, the record scratching being the prominent prominent sound in this interlude. So yeah, honestly, this is probably my least favorite interlude for that reason, just because it's probably, I, I've never been a huge fan of record scratching, and this all this really is, but um tribal is another song um that i actually really like the the has a really nice uh bass bass guitar in the uh intro uh the chorus is it's like the song is like a a war anthem uh lyric lyrically and uh the chorus is great the 
rap, ver, or sorry, the, the verses is more mellow with, you know, some rapping. And then also, I do like the small breakdown in the bridge on this song. Um, and then Freestyle, again, has a, a nice mellow intro and a rhythmic uh, mellow rap verse and a rhythmic heavy chorus um, and I really I really like this song as well um, so these songs both kind of they do blend that uh, you know the hip hop and rap elements with the rock elements really really well and I like these songs because they also avoid that problem that I have with other songs and the record of being a bit too noisy um so yeah and then unfortunately follow me is a song that falls a bit prey to that problem because the chorus is pretty noisy for my taste but I do like the main riff and verse so it's not totally irredeemable um but it does have uh it's not quite as good as I would have liked it to be the chorus I would have I would have worked on personally. I would have I would not have been quite as like just over the top loud um, on these songs as um, as POD is because yeah I or if I would have done it but I mean yeah I hate to say oh if I could have done it I would have done it this way because I'm not a musician but uh, if I could have been there in the production room, I'd have been like, hey, you know, maybe we should tone some things down on these songs here, but, um, yeah, that's kind of my, um, kind of my thoughts on these last couple songs, and then, of course, the last track that I'm going to discuss here in a moment is Outcast. but if you're listening, listening with me on Anchor, this is a nine-minute track, but hold out, because, uh, there's about two to three minutes of silence after the song ends, and then there's a bonus song at the end. So I will be discussing that in my last uh, last segment here. So the finale to this album is a uh, song called Outcast. Outcast with a K. I don't get the spelling of this song, but uh, yeah, this song is the last, uh, like, official song on the album, and it is a good, I, do, I like the lyrics to it, um, again, having these ear, lyrics about being set apart and, uh, finding your own path and, and, um, defying, um, those who are, you know, trying to bring you down, but again, it does suffer from the problem I have with other songs in the re- on this record, in that, you know, the chorus and bridge are just too noisy and just too overly bombastic and, you know, screamy, and again, P.O.D. can do that well. They do that well on songs like, um, like... Southtown, they do it well on songs in um, on satellite, like Set It Off. But the problem is, is when these songs are like when that's the main element of the song, it just becomes tone deaf and ultimately forgettable. Like all the songs just start sounding the same, and that's my biggest problem with this album. That like the the outro also suffers from this problem. But I do like how the outro just suddenly stops, and the outro would have been made better if the rest of the song wasn't so caustic and tone deaf. Um, 
so it's kind of a mixed bag of a finale for this album. But it does make up for the fact that if you can wait two to three minutes of silence, the there is a hidden instrumental called, I think if I'm pronouncing this right, Tambura. Fan, and it's a fantastic instrumental. I hate the fact that it's hidden, though. I, I, I really hate that trend of having hidden hidden tracks on CDs because, you know, who really would do that? If you stick a CD in and you're listening to it, you know, who likes to sit around and wait like two to three minutes for another song? You know, just either have to press the fast forward button hope you don't go too far and then if you do then back it up and then have to wait another couple seconds for of silence before the in, the next song starts and then you know so what I do is whenever I have a, an album like this if I have the CD or something I'll just go into you know iTunes and you can actually um, duplicate tracks so I'll duplicate the the track and then I'll adjust the timestamps of when the songs begin and end so like the one song will end when it ends, and then I'll just tell the next, the duplicate, uh, to begin when the hidden song starts. So I don't, have, I can just completely skip the silence altogether because, man, I, I hate that because it's like, what, you know, where, in what position would you ever listen to a song, you know, and then decide, oh yeah, I'm gonna wait this two to three, these two to three seconds. Here, or two or three minutes here of silence, of just nothing. You'd think the album was over, and then, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point of, like, if you're if you're willing to wait, you know, we have a special surprise for you, but, you know, it's... I'm, I'm glad the days of, of, like, digital downloads with iTunes and stuff have pretty much made these irrelevant because, you, um, you know, you can see timestamps and all that, and and so you kind of know when something's up and you can edit the tracks and everything so but yeah uh tambura is actually a great great song it's actually a great ending to this album you know it has some tribal drums the guitar work is excellent and yeah uh, it's if it wasn't an instrumental it would probably be one of my favorite songs on the record have had some kind of lyrics to go with it um, but nonetheless, it's still a great song, and it's a fantastic end to this album. So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on Fundamental Elements of Southtown. This album is, honestly, in my opinion, a mixed bag. Um, it definitely is showing POD where they're in that stage of going from you know, small independent band to big time label band, you know, and so they still have some of those growing elements in there where they hadn't quite found their sound yet. But then there are other times like Southtown off a rock the party off the hook. Um, and other songs on this record where they, they do find their sound and they are excellent at it which makes the times when they're just not at the top of their game more disappointing because you have those gems where it's like pure awesomeness and then you have those moments where it's just really boring and dull, honestly, because it all sounds the same. Um, so it is definitely an album I would recommend checking out because of its you know kind of relevance to the band in that it set them on the map 
you know, with some of the singles. And also, too, it is an interesting album in that it doesn't just sound like every other new metal album that was out at the time, at least in my mind. Maybe other people would disagree, but I think P.O.D., even with this album, despite their growing pains, did a good job of setting themselves apart from their, you know, fellow new metal and rap core counterparts and were starting to find their own sound. So those are my final thoughts on the fundamental elements of Southtown. I hope hope you enjoyed listening with me. Um, if you didn't enjoy the album, I'm sorry, um, because I know um, this album is definitely not for everyone. It does have its own flavor. And if you enjoyed it more than me, great. I hope you had a good time listening to it. Um, without further ado, my name is Sir Cal. I am your host of Geek Source Entertainment. This has been Sunday Night Metal. I will see you next week. I hope you all had a great Mother's Day. And yeah, God bless. Have a good one, everyone.